Welcome to the Christ and All podcast. My name is Taylor Easley, and I am, of course, joined by Chad Hunsberger. How are you doing, Chad? All is well. Never going to give me a different answer than no. that. <laughs> but it is well. Um, We're recording from our third annual Timothy Project Conference, yeah. which is really exciting. Is we great. have recorded a couple of episodes already, mm-hmm. and, um, and we have the pleasure of having... Uh, each of our main session speakers mm-hmm. on an episode with us. So um, two of these have already aired. But we've got our third one. And uh, last but certainly not least is uh, Mitchell Dean. Mitchell, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's yeah. been uh, it's been awesome. <laughs> kind of, I met multiple guys here last year and some of the student ministry breakouts. And so this is the fourth time I think they've <laughs> been to Jackson over the last couple of months, but it's been like a you know, family reunion coming I'm back. I'm so yeah. glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. We're so glad you're doing you're doing this again with us. And I said this to Brian Crawford earlier, but we consider you a friend of the Timothy Project mm-hmm. <laughs> and Colonial Heights. Yeah. And we're just we're so thankful to have you back and and uh, thankful that you let the Lord use you in the way that He does. Um, you are uh, the lead pastor of Resurrect Church in Opelika, Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> um, Some people say Opelika. O- Opelika. Opelika. <laughs> uh, and also the area director uh, for FCA, yes, where ma'am. you are. That's awesome. Um, so your session yesterday was so, so good and personally convicting just to let you know. <laughs> I'm going to let Chad introduce kind of what y'all are talking about today. So Chad, in light of us using this podcast mm-hmm. to see Christ in all things yeah. um, and the conference topic of pray and proclaim, uh, what exactly are y'all talking about today? Yeah. In that lane of proclaiming, uh, doing the ministry of the word, as it says in Acts 6, part of that is the work of discipleship and the investment of our lives into other people using the Word of God. And uh, yesterday, as you preached, Mitchell, you I feel like uh, you helped us see that it is the work of God of discipleship. I, I think sometimes um, we as Christians are, are better at remembering God's sovereign hand over salvation, but have a harder time remembering God's sovereign hand over the whole, right? Of sanctification, of discipleship, of God, whatever He works through us is Him working through us. And so sometimes it feels like I'll do, I'll let you do the salva- salvation part, and then I'll take over. Uh, and yesterday for me was just a great reminder of seeing the sovereign hand of God in that. And so I'd love to just hear you kind of. Uh, express some of uh, maybe why you were stirred to look at it in that uh, lane or uh, what God did in your heart to to help you see it that way. Yeah, man. I, you know, I think that a natural, you know, byproduct of the fall was, man, we, we try to, initially, Genesis 3, it was uh, a claiming of autonomy, you mm-hmm. know, is that I want to be like God. I want to be independent of him. Mm-hmm. And so naturally we've inherited that in our fallen nature, um, but something that even now in sanctification has to be continuously killed by way of the Spirit. But I think that even as sometimes, man, when I push out into ministry, um, there is this natural propensity to 
gravitate towards independence, even in these this this call that I've received from the Lord is that man I'm I'm gonna white knuckle this mm-hmm. thing into being um, and forgetting my dependency upon God that it is He that is working in me both to will and to do uh, for His good pleasure that I am as desperate for Jesus and my sanctification and the outworkings of ministry in my life as I was in my justification mm-hmm. and I think that man unfortunately. Uh, for me, a lot of times I just get so focused on the the, the going and and the doing and the white knuckling that, um, man, unintentionally and then uh, sometimes intentionally detaching from that vine. And uh, man, I don't know, just leading up to this really last couple of years, um, and especially in preparation for that this week, I was thinking, you know, we. When you talk about discipleship, the first thing you default to the thing is go, 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 mm-hmm. go, go. You know, and uh, man, I don't know. It's like when I was reading Matthew twenty-eight and just sitting in that. Um, just the, <laughs> the the verse before that is all authority mm-hmm. in heaven and on earth has been given to me. But I'll bypass that and just go straight to the going mm-hmm. and uh, forget the one that has called me and the one that is going with me Mm -hmm. in this and trying to do that apart from him, independently of him, is going to lead to utter failure um, as it did for for, um, Peter. And man, I I don't know, I just, it was so, you know, I heard Robert Smith one time say, you know, I don't mind uh, the congregation bleeding from something I've (laughs) already bled from, but man, just truly bleeding from that Mm. in my own life and saying, Lord, like I just... I don't want this to be an extension of myself and my own self-righteousness. Uh, and so I'm, I'm just a dependent child coming to my father um, and want to be empowered by him into this mission that he's called me to, staying attached to the divine, knowing that if I do that, the fruit will point people back to him. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm, I'm just, man, I'm quick to, to, to go and bypass that reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so on... Both, both biblically and almost like practically. I feel like there's some things that we know, but it might be good for us to be reminded of. When you think of staying in, like, attaching yourself to the vine, uh, without being overly preachy, right? That's a great statement to make. But what does that mean? What, is it, what do you think it means? How do we attach ourselves to the vine? As I'm thinking about, okay, who's listening to this podcast? A church member saying, yes, I should, he is the vine, I'm the branches, I should abide in him, yes. What does it mean to do that? How? Help me know how to do that. Yeah, and you know, one of the examples I used yesterday was um, you know, my relationship to my wife. We have six children, and so mm-hmm. uh, you know, cultivating intimacy in our relationship oftentimes is is hard to do yeah. in the midst of six children mm-hmm. running around. And um, you know, so oftentimes in order to do that, we've got to get away, or we got to you know stay mm-hmm. up and put them to bed, and you know, so yeah. that we can actually have an adult conversation. And there are times when you know when we finally get an opportunity, and, and you know, people are like you you guys want to go out on a double date and you're like, man, I love you, but this is the one opportunity yeah. I get to be alone with my wife. And really, I, I don't want to be that couple that, you know, 10, 20 years from now, we're just passing each other in the mm-hmm. hallway. Um, but my desire would be that I love her 
more then than I mm-hmm. that, than I do now because of the depth of my knowledge yeah. that I've gained of her by spending alone time with her and uh, intimacy being cultivated in aloneness. And I think for, for me, I was discipled in that by a guy I talked about that yesterday is one of the first pieces of advice that he gave me that I'll never forget was, you know, finding a dirt road. And for him, he lived on a dirt road at the time. And, you know, for him, the most contagious thing about him was always you knew, man, like he had been with the Lord. And for him, it was a dirt road. It was early in the morning. It was uh, him walking in, in, in prayer and then going back to that room where he's sitting with an open Bible, not in preparation to go give mm-hmm. something to someone else, but just fueling and feeding his, his own soul. And so he discipled me in that. I saw that. Um, but And then for me, you know, playing ball in college, 20 years of age, man, God changed my life. And, man, I, I, I realized that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm go- only going to get out of this what I'm putting into it. And I was really just giving the Lord, you know, spare change as far as my, my time was concerned. Mm-hmm. But I started disciplining myself to get up really early and cultivate that intimacy and aloneness with him. And so I was rising early. I'm not saying that everybody has to do that, but you see all throughout the scripture yeah. is that uh, there were a lot of men that were rising yeah, early, yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of women that were rising mm-hmm. early to sit alone with the Lord. And so, man, I just started getting up early. And honestly, like the Bible, I remember even telling my mom this. I was like, Mom, I, I, like, I actually desire the Bible. Like, I want to read the mm-hmm. Bible, um, but it might as well be written in Spanish. <laughs> I was like, because I don't, like, I try. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, but the one thing, like, I understand Proverbs. Like, Proverbs uh-huh. make sense. seems like, you do this and this will happen. You know, it's <laughs> like, I, I get Proverbs. And so, I remember my mother challenging me and saying, why don't you just start like just a chapter a day mm-hmm. in the book of Proverbs? And so I did, man. I just started rising very early, opening up the Bible, reading a chapter a day in the book of Proverbs. And man, like the Lord just began to make himself known to mm-hmm. me through his word, cultivate in me a hunger for his word. And there was a fellowship in those moments that Man, like, it's, it's great, like, going on double dates, hanging out mm-hmm. with your friends, and, you know, coming to church, mm-hmm. and, you know, don't forsake the assembling yeah. of yourselves together. Like, this is vital, and it's important to fellowship with other believers. But now was just, there was just something about those moments that only enhanced the time that I was uh, with everyone right, else. Right. And so, uh, for me, practically speaking, it was just rising early, and to this day, is rising early with a Bible, no distractions, everything's put away, and it's just me and my father. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, I I think that that and that being consistent is what maintains that connection rather than me going and doing and even sitting down to prepare sermons and uh, prepare for, you know, Wednesday nights and FCA huddles Mm -hmm. and all these things. It's like, no, what does it look like? Uh, for me to be prepared and mm-hmm. equipped and That's abide good. in that vine, and so, and and wor- you know, worship is a big thing for me. Um, <laughs> that was the other thing is that my my mom. I remember for years she would say, "The music that you're listening to is garbage. It's destroying you." You know, <laughs> and uh, and I remember thinking, I was like, "Mom, like, you don't have to like just listen to Christian music. <laughs> like, if you're uh, and and I remember though, like, what happened is like, man, when the Lord." you know, changed my heart, all of a sudden I was hearing the stuff that I was listening to. Uh-huh. Um, and so what was destroying me for many years, all of a sudden, uh, man, I just like, so music is a big part of my life. 
I changed what I was listening to, and I was really being int- intentional with the songs mm. that were, man, honoring, glorifying God that was stirring my affections for Christ. And so uh, for me, that abiding is, man, the Word, being alone with Him, uh, man, listening, singing unto the Lord a new song, like mm-hmm. finding a new song. And then, uh, man, the gap, this, like, honestly, like hanging out with like-minded believers Mm -hmm. that are fanning my flame and stirring my affections for him. Um, when, when those realities are in my life, uh, when I'm, when I'm sitting alone with him in the word of God, man, (laughs) and dwelt by the spirit of God, surrounded by the people of God, and then pushing out, man, into Mm -hmm. the mission of God, it's like, there's a... Oh no! I think I think for me, practically speaking, and and I could you know I think I could we could give a, a thousand verses yeah, as sure, to yeah. that affirms that yeah, reality. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think from a practical standpoint, that's what it's looked like for me to abide. Well, I think it's so helpful to hear, but like even where you are in your walk with Christ now, versus I, I think, well, versus where it was when you're. I'm trying to figure out proverbs. I'm just yeah. I, I, you're right because I think. We feel like, as the as the listener, sometimes I'm even including myself, that well, I'm not there yet. I'm not up at four o'clock yet, uh, getting deep in into Romans or Jeremiah or whatever, trying to understand the Valley of Dry Bones and Ezekiel, trying to understand this this concept of sovereignty or providence in whatever book, and that uh, it's such a good reminder of. You know, abiding does need to include the word, mm. and I would even argue primarily the word, um, so that like you can hear from God, oh, right? Amen. And so, hearing you say though, hey, like, just read a proverb. Go read a proverb. Uh, turns out there's 31 of them, so pick whatever the date is and read that <laughs> right. one. Today's May second. Read Proverbs too, right? Uh, well, not when it comes out on thing whatever but right and so it's that that idea though that i think is so significant of the lord i trust that that the person that is willing to to do that to say i want to abide in him and i don't really understand this it's spanish to me right mm. uh i'm going to go to it anyway because i believe it when it says it is good for me I believe yeah. it when it says it's it's rich and uh, like jewels, uh, as it says in Psalm 119, that it is profitable, as it says in 2 Timothy 3, like all of these. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to trust that, and I'm going to go read uh, Proverbs or James. It's mm-hmm. just a do-don't kind of uh, book. And l- allow the Lord to start opening up the richness to you. And, and that might take a while, mm-hmm. but just keep being uh, faithful to go back to his word over and over and over. Um, I, because I, I just, I, I want, that's what I want for people. Like at, at my church, I want them to, to want God like that, to mm-hmm. want time with the Lord and to see time with the Lord as a two way conversation. And that the way we hear from him is the word. Right. 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 That's good. Yeah. And you know, I, I think about, just to use marital relationship, you know, is that for Brooke, I pursue her. There, there's things that I do 
in my pursuit of her because I love her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is uh, this is not begrudging obedience. Mm-hmm. It's like no, like I actually want to go on a date with you. So mm-hmm. it's not like hey, from Friday, like you know, we're able to drop the kids off at the grandparents. We're gonna go out. Mm-hmm. Oh man, like I gotta go on a date with you. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's like you look forward to that. Yeah. It's like it's not begrudging obedience and. You you study her, you you figure out what she likes, and you you do things that mm-hmm. make her happy. Not to gain her acceptance, uh, but because you are accepted, and there's love there, there's mm-hmm. a relationship there. And I think, but there's also work, yeah. you know. And so I think that for us is that these things are like pursuing God, His His Word, being alone with Him. Like it shouldn't be begrudging. It shouldn't be, man. I. You know, I need to be read my Bible. You know, I, I got to read my Bible. Mm-hmm. It's not like I get to know the Lord mm-hmm. through his word. And But there's also work involved mm-hmm. with that. I mean, like St. Paul that says we're saved by grace through faith alone. You read it yesterday. Yeah. It says, I, you know, I'm like a an athlete that's running to mm-hmm. obtain this. But I buffet my body mm-hmm. and bring it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Um and so with that, I had to come to that realization. It's like there's some work that yep, has to be yep. put in as well. And so I've got to sacrifice some things. Like I've got to give up sleep, but what I'm receiving, mm-hmm. oh, man, it's like the man that finds the treasure in the field. He's like, I go sell everything I have yeah. to go get this because, man, this pales in comparison to what I've just received. Right. And what what happened, and it made this illustration, I don't know, because I think he even says this when, uh, David Platt was talking about, I think his wife's name's Heather, right? Uh-huh, and yeah. some of the seafood illustration yeah, where it was yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, he didn't like seafood, yeah. but it was like, then they just, he, you know, because he was trying to impress her and the family, you know, they, they were uh, cooking when they had seafood and he, and he goes and he's just going on and on about how much he likes it. And so they were like, wow, David likes seafood. And so every time, every time we're going to eat seafood now, yeah. but he's like, now I was like, I love seafood, you know? Yeah. And so, and I don't know, you know, if maybe that's the best illustration, like, you know, starting off, it might not you know, yeah. taste that good, but the more you eat it and the yeah. more it becomes like, oh, like, I can't wait till yep. tomorrow morning to see what the Lord is going to show me yep. through the richness of his word. Yep. Um, and I've garnered this appetite by eating it and by mm-hmm. doing it. You know, yeah, so. I, I do think that, that that is something to know, like, because it takes work, because it, it is a thing that, that sometimes we, it uses some words we might not understand or the... Uh, this is translated from another language, and so it's like, oh, that doesn't sound like something we would normally say or or something of that nature. And so uh, it's poetry or it's prophetic, and it's like, what is that? So we can go into it kind of already with a confusion. And I think what you're getting at is, but the more that we spend time in it, the more that we do that, it becomes less like work, mm-hmm. right? It becomes more enjoyable. And and. I think another analogy would certainly be marriage, right? Because the more you know them, the more you know how to pursue. It's work to get to that. Uh, But the more you know, yeah, the more, uh, the the less like work it feels. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so I would, I just would want people that are listening to hear that, uh, that it is worth it. It is worth the, the work of early morning, it is worth the extra time, the lack of sleep, the, I mean, if, if this really is like living water, bread of life, if this, if this is what nourishes you, then you'll, you'll go back to it. 
you know, it's just needed. The the desperation, like there's too there's there's going to be moments in your life where, you know, I, I recently it's been extremely difficult. Yeah. You know, losing we lost my my wife's uh, mother to suicide, and man, but when you're sitting in that funeral home, and you're like man, you're looking at her mother laying in that casket. But the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance the things that he's taught you concerning mm-hmm. himself in those moments that you were sitting alone with him. And he reminds you, I work all things according to the counsel of my will. Like, I'm not a, he, he's not a distant deity right mm-hmm. now, like floating somewhere out in the cosmos. Mm-hmm. But he's a God that is working all things according to the counsel of his will. And so for me, the reason why it was so comforting, it was just like, man, you know, it's one thing to know that God sees us right mm-hmm. now. But it's another to know that he's an active participant. Mm-hmm. Like his his sleeves are rolled up and mm-hmm. somehow, some way, he's he's working this mm-hmm. for our good and, and for his glory. Right. And you know, I used an illustration yesterday about, you know, something about your father being with mm-hmm. you. You know, it's like, if, I, if, I, if dad's with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've got a boldness mm-hmm. and, and, and a courage to do some things that I normally wouldn't do. And so in the same way, when I'm sitting in this funeral home, I'm hearing my dad say, son, I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. in the midst of this. I'm not leaving you. This gospel hope, Romans 5, Mitchell, will not put you to shame. Mm-hmm. Like, and... I'm just like, man, if, you, if I don't have that, and when, when David's like, Lord, I've taken your word and I've buried it within mm-hmm. my heart, there's going to be moments where you need to hear the words of your father, um, and it will be a light into your path. Mm-hmm. It will be, and, and, and I think that, man, we have experienced, I was just saying, man, what, what do I do if that's not there? Mm-hmm. If I'm not hearing from my father mm-hmm. in those moments, like, how do you... Yeah. How do you do that? And then, we, like discipleship, when you're pushing out here and you're you're not seeing any fruit, mm-hmm. you know, and you're preaching the gospel, you're giving yourself to these things. It's like what, man? And I'm reminded of the psalmist in Psalms 42, and he's navigating through spiritual yeah. depression, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, and all of that passage is is coming. I'm thinking about Jeremiah and Baruch and all these things, and it's just, man, the word of yeah. God is, man. He says. That uh, was it. Uh, hearing comes by, you know, faith comes by hearing. Mm-hmm. Hearing by the word is that my faith is being bolstered in those moments and fueled yeah. by way of the word. Yep. And so, yeah, man, it's uh, you know, I, I think we talked about this a little bit last time. But when Tozer's like knowledge by acquaintance is better than knowledge by description, like. It's just been a lot of opportunity lately to be acquainted mm-hmm. with the reality of what I know. And it doesn't make it any more true. It's true yeah. regardless of my yeah. experience, yeah, 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 but yeah, it's yeah. like, now I know. Yeah. You know yeah. So, Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah I, think, I think what I would say, just as kind of a final thought, is, is if you are a listener and you are thinking, uh, yeah, easy for you to say, like you're in a good spot or... Uh, you've been doing this for a long time. I would say uh, hear from from ones who have had recent grief for different reasons. And it's not just that I remember what I read years ago. 
It's that how faithful the Lord is to take me to the passage that might have even been in a scripture reading plan, whatever, that I needed for that day. Mm-hmm. And that when 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 you're if you're walking through something right now, don't think my answer is just to pray. And I don't mean that that's not a part of abiding. Oh, Please don't hear that. But I'm saying make your answer be I need to hear from my father. Amen. I want to hear from him. And so go to the word and go to the Psalms and go to the Proverbs and just hear from him. Hear the the lament from the Psalms. Hear the cries and hear the joys. And they okay, he he is he is faithful. Mm-hmm. He is faithful. I needed that. I needed I needed to hear from him. Um, yes, cry to him. Mm-hmm. He will hear all of your cries because he cares for you. And then then hear what he has to say to you because I'm surely confident it mm-hmm. will be good. Amen. Amen. So I am so thankful for. Uh, for a good word today. Thank you for sharing uh, with us today, Mitchell. If you are a uh, listener, we certainly want to always answer questions you might have. And so we do that regularly. If you could uh, send those questions to us at uh, info at colonialheights.org. And if, uh, if you like this or if it's helpful for you in any way, then we would just encourage you to give a review or share it on social media. And we hope you have a great day. 